Here comes the biggest news ever. Trek Off the Motion Picture is available on Amazon Prime. That's right. The movie version of the podcast you're listening to. An actual movie. A motion picture on Amazon Prime. Available in the United States and the UK. Just go on Amazon and search for Trek Off. The word Trek Off. One word. And you can watch us. If you don't have Amazon Prime, you can you can like rent us or buy us. We're available on DVD on Amazon. But like streaming on Amazon Prime. And listen, please watch because it really helps us out. And share it. Give us good reviews. And share it on your Facebook page stuff, man. I'm just excited. Check out the motion picture. Warning. The following contains plot spoilers and naughty language. That means explicit content. And the comments and opinions expressed herein are for entertainment and commentary purposes only and may not reflect the actual opinions of Geeks Radio or the individual hosts. So don't get mad. It's just a show. It's time for Trek Off. Enterprise Double D. Welcome to Drag Off. My name is Justin. My name's Alexia. And today, uh, or well, tonight, really, to- you know, or today, this morning, I don't know. <laughs> it's, I, it's, it's so it's weird. So, okay, for everybody listening, everything's going to be all out of order. I'm just going to be a tiny bit of business before we get going. <laughs> yeah, so, it's going to be a so, hot fucking mess. So that's kind of be, us in a way, isn't it? <laughs> so, so, um, you've just heard uh, my uh, conversation with Mr. A. Then you're going to hear this tonight because we got to release this the night that this came out. So we're going to talk Obviously, about Rogue One yeah. tonight. Tonight's all about Rogue One, Star Wars story. It's going to be awesome. We're going to talk a lot about it. It's going to be a great show. Then when that's done, <laughs> then you're going to hear um, us talking our, about doing this. Our, our, that our, right? No, no, no. Then then you're going to hear our Christmas show. Okay. Um. Then you're going to hear our New Year's show. Okay. And then you're going to hear our show from like four weeks ago where we talked about Harlan Ellison. That we, oh gosh! Oh, so you're pushing that to like? Well, because I got this, you. This yeah, that's not a time-sensitive kind of thing. I get it. Yeah, and then we yeah. So 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 that's gonna be like the second <laughs> week of January. Really it's gonna though. be crazy. So lots of stuff, awesome stuff coming in the future. We talk about Christmas. We talk about <laughs> I, I discovery. It's, it's great, but that's not tonight. Let's just jump. But into that's it, not man. tonight. That is not tonight. This is a special. Like this isn't like just trek off, right? Like this is this is one of our. This is wars off. <laughs> Right, this is one of our little our little offshoot specials where we're like, hold on, we also really love Star Wars. So, well, because you know, people thing. want to know. Really, the world wants to know what we think. I mean, clearly, they want to know what we think. That's that's what the I got. <laughs> a, I got a text message from the world. <laughs> oh, did you? Said, you know what? Said, I must not have been on that group thread because I didn't no, no, get no, no, it. No, 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 no. It's, it's, it's really just me and the world. Oh, um, oh we I have see. an intimate relationship. Oh, we have a oh, sexual relationship. Oh, no, um, no, what? <laughs> the world is empowered sexually. That's the what world it is. is empowered sexually <laughs> and as free as the world wants to be. But that with, is fucking right. <laughs> with evidently me, because evidently the. I mean, it's, it's got to be pretty free if it's welcoming you into its bed. I'm I know saying. it's right. Hey, let's talk about Rogue One, man. Yes. Um, wow. Tonight we both. Uh, I mean, I saw... feel like we really had to start high because, golly, is this a fucking dark film? Uh, yeah, like, it is uh, sometimes a lot oh, of the time. Really? Wait, I want just first, just like first impressions. I want you to tell me, and I want you to mean it. Like, would you call this movie fun? For a lot of it, yes. Are you fucking nuts? Now, this hear me, just, hear, me clearly, hear me out, hear me out. All right, so we're gonna get into this is it. Clearly, what's wrong with you? This then? Is I think this that is there are. I told, I told I, Mr. A, like when the credits are rolling, I'm a sobbing mess, right? That was like, I bet Justin just loved it. I bet no, he wants no, to no, have no, his no, baby. Actually, one, one, yes, I did love it. Yes, <laughs> I did think it's a great film. 
Um, it was. It was. I, and I completely I understand happy. what you're saying. Right? I think like, that there are. We're going to talk about this. I think that there absolutely are two movies happening here. Um, and no, I think there are the, not. I think no, one of those movies. Not. I think what? Listen. I think one of those movies was directed by Gareth Edwards, and I think the other one of those movies was directed by Tony Gilroy. And we're going to talk about this. Yeah, I, I'll be interested to hear where you see these, uh, where it's different. Because, like, the, about the only thing that I can think of um, that lightened the film at all um, was Alan Tudyk. And, and that is a lot of a, a lot but, of that stuff was stuff that Co- Tony Gilroy came in and added. Oh, was it? Um, okay, but but, oh, yes. but regardless, I'll so I will say this though: like, it wasn't like. <laughs> it was like sarcastically, grimly, darkly funny. Like it wasn't funny. Sometimes, yeah, yeah, yeah. So let, let's get you know? it, let's get into it. Let's just Star Wars Rogue One uh, is the first of the spinoff films uh, that kind of started when um, when Disney took over Lucasfilm. Uh, one of the things they said they were going to do is between episodes they were going to do spinoff films of which we know about Rogue One. Um, we know about a possible Bubba Fett film, and we know about the the young Han Solo film that they're making now. Uh, this one is based, uh, basically in like the, most of it takes place. Wouldn't you say like in like, in the, like the 72 hours before a new home? Yeah, I would say so. Like it, it, like the very end butts up to the, like essentially the beginning of like, like, like the beginning of a new hope. You get a feeling it's like literally like a minute. Yeah. Like, like 10 minutes before. Yeah. Like Um, he, he, before he gets on Leia, before he captures Leia's ship and is on there calling her a rebel spy. Like, um, Absolutely. I'd say that's where this movie ends. What this movie also has kind of from a back from like behind the scenes point of view that that makes it different is that this is the first movie that's released post Force Awakens. And I think that while everybody was ready for the Force Awakens to be a hit, I don't think anyone was suspecting that the Force Awakens would become the highest grossing film in American history. I didn't think anybody was expecting that. And I don't think anyone was expecting it to pop as much as it did with kids. You got to remember when Revenge of the Sith came out, it was a it was a success. It made money. It was, but it was dark. But 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 think about it. It was the best of the prequels. But I don't think anybody would debate that. But in terms of 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 earning, it didn't it it didn't set the world on fire. It was a hit without a doubt. One of the biggest ones in the in, in, in of the year, but not the thing. So when Force Awakens came out, um, uh, it was the thing. It was like the biggest thing in the world. The thing about that is that when Force Awakens came out, this film was already being written and shot. This Here's the thing. All- this, this film can't be like The Force Awakens. And this film can't be like A New Hope. It needs to be as dark as it is. That's kind of the fucking point. You know well, what I mean? Like, I, have a, like, I, have a different, I have a different perspective. From really? You. Because I feel like, honestly, like, like I don't know how you make... Like, it's so clear, and 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 in some ways, and this is probably going to be uh, quite. And Mr. A actually said this, and I'm, I, I'm, it's been sitting with me a while, and I'm kind of not sure, but I might agree with him. I might like it better than The Force Awakens. I can and see it, why you would. I can and, see, and, like, I, and I think it's because, like, every single person in this film mattered to me. Every single one, like. Obviously, this is a spoiler-filled situation here. Like, yeah, uh, like so let's, let's say this before we go any further. This we're gonna fucking ruin the movie for you. We're gonna you destroy this movie for you. So if, if so, you're planning so, on so see, like, listen to this after you've watched it to see how you feel about how we feel about the film. Is that spoiler, right? Spoiler, spoiler, spoiler-free <laughs> review. Spoiler-free review. We both like it. Yes, we both like we, it and we, recommend it. 
both like it. We both recommend it. And I, as a parent, and we'll get into this, I would say that you're uh, you're safe. Probably if you if your kids are not overly sensitive, you're probably safe. Probably nine to ten and up in terms of being safe. I would um, say but, I'd say older. But honestly. I'm not sure how much they'll like it. You're yeah. safe. You're, You're safe. Sa- yeah, they, I don't. Yeah, I don't think there's anything they're gonna see that's um, because a lot of people have said a lot of what the like the reviews is no language or like. Well, they've said this is like Saving Private Ryan and Star Wars. No, it's not. It, it is a little bit. Well, there's there's so, I see like, why they like, would be, say that. Like, be clear. Like I said, so spoiler spoiler free. Be clear. If you're taking your child to see this, if your child is at all sensitive, your child will cry. Your child will cry a lot. It will be a sad child. But it's not saving. But what it's not, it's not traumatizing. Like, no, no, there's no. Yeah, there's no like one armed motherfuckers walking around with blood dripping and 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 limbs. And that's not happening. But the violence on screen violence is probably like an 80s war movie. I would, I would not even because that's that. the 80s war movies are really bloody. I would put the violence on screen in this in line with the most intense Star Wars moments you've seen. There's nothing in this movie that yeah. isn't like the other most intense. And that's up to and including what I think the most intense moments in all of Star Wars is, which is probably the Jedi deaths at the end of episode three. Yeah. The, the, say, ma- yeah, the massacre of the wise- village, the massacre of the village at the beginning of The Force Awakens is like kind of that level of yeah that, that and, but, like but that there's a lot. a lot of it like be clear a large yeah. portion of the film is that so okay. so that being said so that's go, that being our spoiler free yeah go check good. it out we liked Watch it. it it's it's yeah. especially if you liked a new hope it's it's it, it it fills this hole that that you've always wanted filled yeah um so, uh, so that having been said <laughs> I care no, about ev- now we're gonna spoil the shit out of it. I now care we're gonna about fill this hole, man. We're just gonna I, fill the holes right now. Stop. So here, I so, cared about every single person in this film, up agreed. to and including the randos at the end that are just getting slaughtered by Darth, and they're just and the guys are just like, just just go, just go, run, run. Yeah, yeah, they, they make a point. Those guys, I fucking cared. And well, that's like, and I want to talk about that scene too because that scene. All that matters is that we get the plans. Yes. Like all the death, all that we've seen, all the heartache, all of the sacrifice that this film has been, has been for a purpose. And it's been for a new hope. And it's that thread of hope. Like it need, I'm telling you, it needed to be this dark because no, I hear you. a new I hear hope you. Is, is such, it's the beginning. That's why it's called a new fucking hope. Like everything is shit before that. Like fucking yeah, shit. I, I, I get that. So let's, so, so and let they, me. And let they me... nail that. So let me back up to where to where we were at the end of, of of Revenge of the Sith. We had a movie that that was a giant hit, and so they they start making Force Awakens. They're they're expecting it to succeed, but not to pop like it does. And then they start Rogue One, a Star Wars story, and then Force Awakens becomes this enormous fucking thing, this juggernaut, it's gigantic, and and you got BB-8, and you got the the it's it is a much more kid friendly movie, um, absolutely, and. Yeah. And now what you've got is you get into, you know, it's it's getting into like kind of close. You've got to a May, little more sophisticated doing... story that's not. Well, and they, well, but what you've got, you've got a movie, but... you, you've got a movie in Rogue One that is mostly done when suddenly Disney's like, oh, fuck, kids want to go see Star Wars. Yeah, the they're not coming. What are we gonna do? Like, <laughs> because... like that. You're not. That's just not like that's not happening, Disney. I'm sorry. Like, well, because despite what you've works, done. Like there's no, there's no way you tell such a dark tale, something that has to be, frankly, such a dark tale, and and have it be kid fun. 
Well, I don't know how much about this you knew. I don't know. I don't know. Did you, are you aware, like, the production history of what happened? Yeah, you you told me all along, like, that they had filmed it and it was just too dark. Like, I, because I said this when the movie was done and I'm, like, still sobbing. And I'm like, he said that they, like, did reshoots to make it more fun. I don't know what they did. I don't know what they did either. They didn't and do anything because it's And they're not making dark. it super clear like, what they did. And I'm not happy about that. And Gareth like Edwards said, is still out in front of the film. But, but Gareth Edwards is still out in front of the film like like as the director. And Tony Gilroy is not like stepping out going, hey, I'm the new. That's that's. It's still Gareth Edwards' film. Here's what I felt when I say I felt like it's two movies. And then we're going to get into the plot and stuff. But But I feel like as you get to the dark stuff at the end, as you get to the third act, um, I feel like you have some really dark, intense, um, emotional stuff happening on the planet and then convenient cutting to just like the greatest space battle of all time. Um, and I feel like they're cutting back to, um, and then, and then some jokes here and there. And I think, I feel like what they're doing whoa, is they're whoa, cutting. Whoa. Where are their jokes in the third act? Mostly visual jokes from K. And I'll okay. Say I was going to say there really aren't like well, it's, and I think that I do think that it was smart. I think that so it's it's clear. Like I think what they did was really really intelligent when you're talking about that the giant space battle. But I don't think it was just to be like all this to somehow offset the intensity. Like in a way, but in a way not right. Like the thing is, if you're having this level of intensity and you know everybody's going to fucking die, like everybody's going to die in this film. Everyone, they all die. So you have which, to be which, showing. Which, by the way, I I have issues with what we'll talk about. You have to be showing the 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 battle up top where their their end point. You have to see that we're making some kind of positive progress because if there is no threat of hope, like then what's the fucking point? Like see, just, I, what I what I feel is I, and and I look. I don't know if this is the case. I don't. I have no. I the only thing I know for sure that the reshoots involved was um was uh stuff with k i know that k I mean, had, was alan tudyk stuff. not even k initially is that I'm like sorry? did they was alan tudyk not even no k? he did always they, like... was but they but they like they sort of gave him new lines and new and new little moments to like sort of pump up the what you do like it's it's i i i did that in reshoots for ninjas where i'd get to scenes and i go boy they got this character here someone's got to throw something out like it's there's got to be like a little mo- and and so that's pretty normal. But I would say this that that if you took that space battle and you didn't make it so gleeful, you you asked, is the movie fun? That space battle was fucking fun. <laughs> like it was. I would not was, call it gleeful. The 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 like that's the just not battle? the word I would use. Like if I, I was. If you removed I mean, everything happening a, on like, the planet, doesn't have any feeling in its hand. I think if you were if you point. if you remove what's happening on the planet. Um, yeah, I don't, yeah, oh, that's a good point. Sorry, Mr. A says, and he's right, I believe. Like, I don't believe there was one, like, when you say gleeful and or fun, I'm thinking, like, woohoo! And there oh, was not one woohoo in the whole film. Oh, I totally disagree with you. I feel like the space battle's filled that's with That's because moves. you're fucked in the head. No, I feel like the space battle is is exactly what you always wanted from a Star Wars space battle. You, in, the you've film, got... you about in the film. Like, yeah, there's no characters. There's no cheering in this film. He's there correct. were there was cheering in my theater in this film. No, he means in the film itself, not in the theater. In the film, I'm not saying that the characters. Like, no, are there's no great victory cheery moments. In no, that I'm, film. Yeah, that's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is the space battle itself was 
everything I ever wanted from a Star Wars space battle. It is the best Star Wars space battle in all of it, time. I mean, it's fucking epic. It has There's to nothing be. that There's nothing no, that compares. I mean, when you talk about how important getting these plans out are and how difficult it is for them to do it. It has to be epic. There's well, no. What I'm saying is, independently of the plot, sure, the space battle itself as a technical piece of achievement. Like if they were like, "Hey, we're not releasing a Star Wars movie, but here's a 10 minute space battle." For you to watch. <laughs> for you to watch. The space ball, uh, up to and including, like, when you say difference in tone, when you have the guys are, you know, the tragedy is happening on the planet, but then in the space battle, you've got the hammerhead ship that's pushing the one Star Destroyer to the other Star Destroyer. That's just banging my toys together. I'm loving that. But so that's say, still, so I guess, and this is maybe a, a key difference between you and I, right? Yeah. Like, because I care about the people on the hammer ship, and I know they're dead. I don't think they're dead. Like they're absolutely dead. I didn't even get the sense that they were dead. Oh wow, yeah. I, I got the sense that like that like they they're like okay, we're going in. Like we're going to we're going to die doing this. But we're going to but we're going to open this gate. We're going to we're going to ram maybe... this ship into that ship and and we're going to go out in a blaze of glory, but it's going to have been worth it. Yeah, but like, it, it didn't strike me as any darker than anything that happened in any of the other Star Wars space battles. And oh, I, God, are you kidding? This whole movie is darker than any other, like, other than... I'm, yes, I agree with you that... The killing the, of all the young people at the, at the you I know, agree with Jedi's. you that the movie is in general, but I'm saying the space battle... I don't battle mean even the space battle. Like, I, the I, people, I guess you're right. Like, in, in, in the other movies, like, people get taken out, they get blown up, they, they ram into the shield. Like, that happens. But there, and there's a lot of that. This so makes, I guess uh, you're um, what's the word I'm looking for? Desensitized to it, but like I wasn't. That's what I'm saying. So like maybe that's why for me, I I vocalized during that battle, but I didn't woohoo. Maybe what was happening? Like, was, maybe like, what tense. was happening and on the planet died, had put like, you. Ah! You know? Maybe what had happened in the planet had put you into sort of an emotional state where you couldn't get into the gleefulness of the battle. But the, it, it is it is trying. Oh no, I could get I could get in the. So there's a difference. Like I just would use a difference a different word. Like gleeful is not the word I would use. Cool, badass. I would use those words. The battle is trying to make cool. you grin from ear to ear. Let's be huh? clear. The the space battle is trying on purpose, whether or not they're succeeding, to make you grin from ear to ear, up to and including. Including uh, shots from Star Wars: A New Hope, actual footage from Star Wars from when when you have the guy when you have Gold Leader in there talking about Red Five. What are you doing? Those are yep. exact shots just pulled out of A New Hope that they put in. It's the same guy. It's the yep. same shots. It's him talking. And, and, to and, Luke. and, and that's so. That's the thing. So here's like the the times when I smiled in this film were nostalgic moments. Sure. They weren't like, and so I'm not sure that that. Um, I mean, if you like the the original movies, then that's that's where the fun, if you will, lies for you. But even like, when it's what I'm saying even is when the it's seeing the bad guy, that, when it's you know director bad guy, the... and you see him for the first time from behind, and you're like, oh my god, he's actually going to be in this, and then you see his like reflection on the you know the 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 glass in front of him, and you're like, oh my god, it's totally going to be him, and he turns around and it's him. You're like. That's all us. Like you're like that's that's fun. That's gleeful. But it's not. If you didn't know him, if you weren't like happy to see him in a weird way because of a new hope, it wouldn't be. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I do. But I do feel like the inclusion of those shots at that particular point in the film was meant to 
just kind of make you smile and it did make me smile i and the audience laughed and clapped like when when that guy showed every time that guy showed up every time oh yeah was it was guy, exciting every time he when showed Gold up Leader Absolutely. Was, there, every time he was there they were so fucking happy my audience you were so clapped. happy to see him you were like, were like oh, oh he hated him, him. He's such a bastard look there he is <laughs> there he is again over and over so 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 let's go into the plot real quick um uh, the plot of the movie uh, follows. Um, this is from Wikipedia. Um, Jin Jin Erso, played by Felicity Felicity Jones, goes into hiding as a child when her father, weapons designer Galen Erso, um, who I want to talk about, Mads Mikkelsen for a minute, is seized and forcibly recruited by Orson Krennic, Ben Mendelsohn, the director of the advanced weapons research for the Imperial military. So let's start at the beginning. Um, she's a little girl. She's on the planet. Um, this opening scene. What did you think of? Let, let's start at the very actually before that. Yeah, let's long start time at the ago, very and, beginning, which is when this movie starts. It begins at a galaxy far, far away, and then there's no scrawl. No scrawl. There's no title. There's no title. There's no scrawl. There's no. Yeah. There's like. There's no. Like what you expect, and then the scrawl begins. None of that. Like you, you have once, you once upon a time in a galaxy far, far away that fades to black, and then you're seeing scenes from the film. Do you? I'm not saying there should have been a scrawl. I'm, I'm a scrawl. not either. Like I like here's. But do you think I there had, should have been I a Star a Wars? To it in the moment, like no scrawl. Like that's that doesn't it doesn't feel like Star Wars all of a sudden. Do you think right? there should have but, been a a a Star Wars like a boom Star Wars right? And then it goes like the word Star Wars. No, should they have popped? No, up? I th- I think they made the right choice. Like in the moment, I didn't. In the moment, I was like it, it was off putting. In the moment, I was like, huh. But, that moment and the very first time that they put the the name of a planet up on the up on the screen, mm-hmm. um, those were the two things where I was taken out the most. Where I was like, "Oh, okay." I mean, honestly, I was taken out the most in the beginning in general, right? Because something that they do uh, in this film that uh, I, I get why they kind of have to. There's a lot of characters they have to set up. Um, is there, there's a lot of planet hopping very early on. We're like, we're on this planet and now we're on this planet and now we're on this planet. Like, I think there's like four or five planets in the first 20 minutes. At least yeah, it feels that way. And I, and I would actually say, so this, as much as I love this movie, this movie is not without its problems. Um, and I would say one of the problems that this, that this movie has is kind of the pacing in the first half. There's a little bit, there's a, like, you're, it, there is I not. I think the problem isn't necessarily with the film. I think there's an expectation. Like, and once I let go of that expectation, it didn't, bo- it, it didn't jar me anymore. Like, I think that's really what you have, what you're getting past, right? And I think mm. that that's what they're attempting to do when they don't put Star Wars and there's no scrawl is to let you know, like, this is not your typical Star Wars movie. Until like, you is, need to get yeah. that. Right. And I think that was, I mean, I don't know. I don't, I didn't talk to them and they didn't, you know, they didn't talk to me like so often these guys, they just don't fucking talk to me. And I don't know, I know. why the, well, I'm the like world really easy me. to get a hold of, but <laughs> regardless, I think that was the, I think that was the, the, the reasoning behind it. Cause it's like, if we play into all of the things that people expect, then you're going to be frequently and frustratingly and, and, and continually like this isn't a star Wars movie. Agreed. Because, but, but by doing that, it's like, listen, I feel like it's a Star Wars Yeah, take 10 minutes to realize that this is not it, and let's just go. Yeah, like, it's a Star Wars tale. It's a Star Wars story, but it is not a Star Wars movie. No, I I see that. I see, I I see that. And, like, because, because here's the thing, like, you can actually totally watch this movie without the other stuff. Like, and it's a good film. 
Yeah, no, like, I agree. You would want to, now, I mean, I got to tell you, I'm, I'm like, part of me is annoyed, like, uh, that I have to, like, do this with you right now instead of watching A New Hope immediately. You kind of want to. No, I, you um, absolutely No, I'm gonna. To. As soon as we're done, I'm watching A New Hope. <laughs> I have to. I have to. This is going to be like Star Trek 2 and 3 for me. I cannot, I, there's not going to be a way I can watch all of these How people die. How fucking interesting is that, that? That it's absolutely true that this movie makes you want to watch a 40-year-old movie. Yeah, like, I cannot watch all of these people die. And have that, and not, and not know why immediately. Not have yeah. the hope that comes with the what they fought for, what they died for. I can't do it. I agree with I, you. It's just I too kind much. Of, I kind of agree. With, let me let let me talk real quick because we're gonna bounce on off him for a minute. But Mads Mikkelsen, who plays Galen Erso, this fucking guy, man. Not only does he get to be Hannibal on TV, uh, not only I, don't, so get, I don't know what he's from. Like he looked mildly familiar, um, well, but he's fantastic. You, you, so so one, he's the bad guy from Casino Royale. He's Le Chief. Two, okay, I don't remember that movie well enough. Two, he's uh, he's Hannibal from Hannibal on TV. Three, he was just the bad guy in Doctor Strange like three weeks ago. Oh, I didn't see that yet. Um, but I'm looking forward and, to it now because I really like him. Like and he's fucking he's good. Here, yeah. He's just he just kind of shows up in everything. And I said this before about about fucking Ian McKellen. Man, you don't get to be Gandalf and Magneto. Um, <laughs> which, by the way, there was a trailer for Logan before the 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 movie. It looks so good. Anyway, um, oh yeah, oh dude, you know what looks good? Just the what? fucking poster for Logan. The, the and did you see? And there's also the trailer for Spider Man. It was really looks fun. Oh fun. no, that makes me. I'm I am not happy about the Spider Man. Really? I am, I am I am. Why do we have to keep making that poor motherfucker younger and younger? Why do we got to do it? And then why do we got to show me a shot of some like 14 year old boy naked? like ripped abs and shit like that makes me feel awkward and it's like here's the thing like you're already selling to that age group and you're telling me that those that the, the kids the teenagers don't already like superhero movies you've got to make this kid like 14 or 15 no you don't no you fucking don't and that was the whole it thing weird. about spider-man that's the that's the spot that's like what spider-man was for the first bit of its run and they've never when, really when done was it. that ever true the spider-man i know had a job um yeah but for the first like 10 15 years that he was around he was a kid in high school and the ultimate spider-man was also a kid in high school anyway um back anyway, to it fucking, yeah. i don't like it be doing i that. i think it's gonna be wonderful um you, because it doesn't make you feel weird to see a 14 year old bull naked i don't know how to respond to that that's just not fair <laughs> I, because you have kids um well, all right so uh so um <laughs> Krennic needs Urso to help complete the design of the Death Star um, that can destroy cities and entire planets. It is something they get they they get by like like they, it's sort of like when you're dealing with track continuity. They skate by the whole. Here's the first time we're really testing it because we're only kind of half testing it on this. That it's was like clever the, though. Like I had to give it. It is to clever, them. but they are. We have to admit they are they are they are having their. They're cake bound by what's already in existence. Yeah, but yep. they also want to fucking use the, use the Death Star to do some shit. So, they do. They do, and they need to, right? Like, here's the thing, and here's what's great: they do a really good job of skirting the issue, being able to show how horrible it is, have it matter, and explain it away. Because Darth Vader's like, "Agreed." It's a, we, you know, you fucked up. How could you do this? We told them it was a mining accident. Nobody knows what really happened. Like, yeah, and you believe that, right? Because they're the ones in charge, and like, it could absolutely be, it could be that, like, they could explain it away that way. Cause they're the ones in charge. You know what I mean? So it's, they, I think they, they did that wonderfully. And most importantly, like the thing, and this did make me smile. So I guess there are times when I was like, but again, it's because of new hope. 
It's not because of this film. Like, when he says that he built this fatal flaw and he hid it in the Death Star. You're like, I fucking knew it! You're like, thank you! Like, I mean, I seriously, like, I was like, Oh, like me and Mr. A like looked at each other and we're like, oh man. Have you ever, have you ever yes. seen Thumb Wars? Have you ever seen the 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 short the short Thumb Wars? Uh yes, a long time ago. And and w- one of the funniest bits in is it was was go go in the Thumb Star we have the worst weapon ever known to man. <laughs> right? Luckily the they worst, included a button. This crazy that flaw that if you do this one thing, it will destroy it's a small little hole, but if you get if you get I something know. in there. The whole thing will just blow right up. And now what? it's in now it's in the canon of Star Wars. And it it totally was not a mistake. Sense. It's so beautiful. It's yeah. so it's so it's such an elegant thing. You know what like, I love? I love that that is like some writers sitting down in a room together and go going. We okay, to, we, we gotta, need to figure out how this how this could be. Like yeah, yeah. And, it, what, and how do we how do we make that dramatically interesting? And it um, is. It's so fucking. Yeah. You guys, whoever whoever wrote that, like. Because you're totally listening right now, you guys on point. It was a beautiful. It was beautiful. It's what every person who's ever watched Star Wars: A New Hope wants to see, every single one. Because because we all love that movie, and we all always were like, it's kind of a bad design, though, right? Yeah, like, yeah. So this is kind of. But he stupid. talks about it. He's like, I've hidden it, and it's small, and it'll escape notice, but it's yeah. there. And even what's great is that even when uh, the Empire knows it's there, they can't find it in time. Right. Like it's, it adds, it adds. A, it, this movie adds a level of intensity to A New Hope that yes, when you're watching, does. you're like, you know that the Empire is like fucking looking up but the. Why did they? Like, yeah, they, they. Where is it? Where if is they it? did this, if they sent these plans, they're looking for something. There's something they want to exploit, and we need to find out what it is. Fifteen years later, Urso oh. arranges for Bodhi Rook, uh, a defected cargo pilot, to smuggle a message to the Rebel Alliance. Um, I will say this. Uh, he gets, uh, this, this guy in one of the scenes that didn't really work for me. Um, he goes to meet, um, of course, uh, yeah, th- this, 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 this character. So first, what goes Sagara, who is a character that appeared in the Clone Wars. Did he? This is the first time someone from the, one of the TV shows has crossed into the film. Oh, okay. So that's why I didn't know who he was. Yeah. So he, uh, he's so cool. he, yeah, he, he was but. in the Clone Wars, which I think is cool. There's a scene where, and this is a scene. I know the scene it, you're talking about. I think, but go ahead. Yeah, it's a scene you could delete from the film and have absolutely nothing be different. Yeah. Um, which is there's a big squid monster. Yep. That sucks his brain and yep. is going to turn him crazy. Yep, but doesn't. Except, except totally doesn't. And I I felt like the reason he doesn't is because of. Um, the character that I love that's like totally a trope, and I'm gonna say it out. I'm gonna say it outright. It's a complete and utter trope, and it's a trope that I love. So, and we've and then we've not seen it in Star Wars before, so I was like totally fine with it. Um, blind samurai guy. I think he got He's awesome. I think he got through to him. That's what I think happened. I think through his faith in the Force. That's because the guy isn't. He doesn't seem to be together. When, um, but he doesn't seem to be that apart either. You don't see him no, being. No, he seems to just. But and in fairness, you can the dude the says film, has a tendency to right, which doesn't make smart, it a foregone conclusion. It's just grim. It seems. It seems like most likely someone very be smart once said to me, "I can love a thing, and also <laughs> admit that it's not that great. <laughs> that great. 
in, in places. places. <laughs> and I gotta say that that this is the, yeah. No, the, I did not like the squid bit. I didn't. It was. I it's felt the like worst that was scene in the movie. Let's just say, or rather, let me let me flip that to something more positive. Every other scene in the movie is better than this scene. <laughs> I mean, it's not even that it's. Here's the thing: it's not even that it's a bad scene. Like I wasn't like I hate this. This is a horrible scene. What's it doing no. here? It's a piece of shit. But like, it's not enough. It it seems like. And this is one of those moments where it seems like sort of additional darkness that they're manufacturing that doesn't need to be there. It and felt it's overly dark in a way that was unnecessary in the moment and in the bigger picture. And, and I, like you said, you don't need it. Well, like, and I'm, I'm both a fan of, as anyone who's listening to the show knows, is I'm a fan of A, consequence, but B, I'm an editor. So if you've got two things, if, if you're going to have the scene, it should have some consequence. But no one ever mentions that scene. Ever again. Yeah. The fact that happened is And never I think mentioned. it serves, I think what it's meant to do, like I said, it, fe- it felt like an artificial darkening, like you know, in a film that frankly is already grim as fuck. Yeah. But I think it was meant to kind of be a, A, there's this cool, creepy creature, and B, we when we've set up this character to be so untrusting, we needed to have something that was... To show how far he'll go. No, yeah. that, that not just how far he would go, but I think more importantly, that would show why he would be willing to trust what this guy said. Right? Like why he would believe I don't him. Even, because I, it doesn't seem like he's going to believe to me him. That he did, but it wasn't even made clear to me that he did trust what this guy says, because by the time he meets Jen, he's like, this is a trap. I still don't believe you. Like, I, honestly, I disagree. The, he's like, he, I feel like, so, and this was my sense of the character, was that he had been this guy for so long, right? And he's on the fringes and he's and he's clearly a like a pretty fucked up dude. And he's gone sort of a dark way with the whole rebel thing. And they've made that clear before we ever meet him that and that he's older and he's been doing this a long time that he's just a bit fragmented. Right. So the timing is such that I just get this message and now you show up. Maybe it is all trapped somehow. I mean, yeah, no, I you doing I, here. Like, but then but that is very quickly swept away when she says what she's doing there. Like it well, doesn't I, last long. So it I doesn't occur say, to me I, as like, he didn't trust the guy at all, but then like, it was like, okay, well, so the, the, the goop monster says that he's telling the truth, but then when she shows up, well, maybe the guy knew, maybe the guy felt like he was telling the truth. Cause that's what the goop monster did. Right? Like it said, it told him whether or not this guy was being truthful, but that doesn't mean this guy wasn't lied to. No, the reason I feel that he's wasted well, you know Ultimate. more about the character than I do, right? So, like, I well, it's didn't not, have this it's, it's feeling not knowing because I, don't... The character. I, okay. I, I ignore the character in this movie bears no resemblance to the character you know in the show. It's just the name is kind of carried over. But I oh, would say okay. that the reason I feel that he's wasted, I feel like there's the there's the hint of like if you think of like like the hint of a great character in there that you he's always in one location. He's always he's never really fleshed out the way I feel that he could be or should be. And I feel like at the end when he dies. He's the first major death in the in the movie, and I don't I don't care. Really, because all... I care. That's what I'm saying. Like I think this is just sort of a difference between you and I. Because I got I and and maybe this is your problem with um <laughs> with subtlety, but sure. like Forrest Whitaker did a. Gr- I felt like he did this really. I think the actor did a great job. No beautiful moving performance job. that gave me such a a vibe, such a feeling of oh, this I guy. I think that he did the best he could, and with a, and I with cared. A... Like, I knew that he rescued her. And, and here's the thing. Like, he made an impression in that, like, when she's a child and he, and he comes to get her, he made an impression in that tiny, like, 10 seconds, 
where I where I'm just like this guy's her savior to the point where when she's when she's in jail and like the very next time we see her she's like grown up and she's in jail I'm like well where is he what happened right like I'm wondering about it the whole time so when we finally get back to him and he is explaining himself there she sort of blows up at him and it's like you left me and he's explaining himself and you realize and like he I mean he's awesome like I think he absolutely I think I would watch a movie with just him like no just, I agree with you his that, and I guess that's one of the cool, problems I had is I as I I felt like I, I felt like Sagarari I hardly knew ye but we like didn't I, have time to to know him know him like we just or maybe we you could have had time if if, if we what I don't know if, if you less of other things. I don't know what the other things would be. You know, right? I, like other like because because we've we've both agreed. Okay, get rid of you know brain sucky creature. Yeah, I, if we could have less brain sucky creature special. and more just fucking Forrest Whitaker being like awesome Forrest Whitaker, then I would have loved to see that. But so we got brain. Anyway, let's move on. Um, as an adult, Jin is freed from imperial imperial activity by the rebellion, who plan to use her to track down her father and then to kill him. But she doesn't know this to prevent the weapon from being oh, built. You got to stop there because that's th- there was this moment. And it was like, <gasps> for me anyway, I don't know how you felt, sure. but when, um, when we first like get the, the, the hit that this guy has, this, this, this cargo pilot has escaped, has said that they're building this, like, there's this, this hushed secret, you know, rebels having this conversation in some like Imperial gutter city. And they get like spotted and they're like, show us your papers or whatever he's like oh yeah sure they're they're right in here and he turns around and he kills him and then like it sets off this alert he's like what are you doing man what are you doing there he's like i can't climb up this thing with my arm being hurt and he's like don't worry everything's gonna be okay and he fucking shoots him in the back yeah i was like oh that was the that's the first inkling you get that this is like everything else you've seen is in line with the other star wars stuff that's the first moment when you're like and I'm going to talk oh. about something very specific where I wonder if this movie was originally going to go a different way. Um, but I'll, I'll go to it at the end. But I think that, that, that the fact that he does that, it does tell you this is a different Star Wars movie. It, so I, at I, that moment, you know that it is. Yeah. And, and you get why. Like, I, I, was, I was upset. This guy knows too much, and this guy's going to get and captured. And he's going to get captured. Like, it's not that he knows too much. It's that there was no way out of this situation. And I this guy, well, me. what I mean by this guy knows too much is that is that if this guy gets captured, he can right, do a lot of damage. Right, and he's gonna get so. captured. Like, there's no way for me to save him. The yeah. only way, the only thing I can do now is save the 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 cause, yeah. which means killing this guy, even though he's a good guy. Yeah, like, I agree. That that moment, it's like a gut punch, and it's and it's powerful and it's good. Like, and you know me, I'm I love my happy, happy, happy. Yeah. But I had I have to admit, like it 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 grabs you right in your fucking bowels and is like, fuck. You're like, damn, well, I guess I mean it's, it's a rebellion, man. It's I mean shit, fucking times are dark. Do, and shit's do. hard. Meanwhile, Grand Moff Tarkin meets with Krennic of the now completed Death Star and expresses his skepticism about the project and its management. Let's talk about Krennic for a minute. Did you like this? I liked this guy. This villain was so different than and he was. Movie done I mean, he was a he was a more um he was a, a more humanity. subtle villain than we usually get. There was a humanity to this guy. This guy was kind of desperate. Things were not working out for him. He's yeah. like kind he's like the middle management guy who thought he was getting the promotion. 
and you can see <laughs> how and you can see how the how how fucking shit isn't working out for him. Yeah. And they were so used to people in the Empire having power. If you think about everyone you've met before, Kylo Ren, Darth Vader, Emperor Palpatine, you know, uh, uh, em, you know, uh, Supreme Leader Snoke, Count Dooku, like everybody always has power. This guy's hungry to be more than he is, and yep. he's failing at it, and it's driving him nuts. Well, and the I, thing too is like he's not actually like his actions aren't what are failing, right? It's like the guy it's just above not him. Out for like, him. It's, I feel like what it, what it's what it gives you what you kind of never had before is previously all the other sort of minions of the dark side, if you will, right? That we've seen are are a lot like cultists, right? Like, yes, we see a lot of po- of powerful people, but all the people who aren't powerful, they are disciples, and yeah. they're okay with it. You right? either have like, big leaders or you have followers. Right, and, and so do, and what this guy was, was a guy who was trying to, to move up the ranks, and what you see is the reality in this, of, of the, impar- like, uh, like, of that world in that, like, you don't, you don't get to do that. No, absolutely. No, no. Right? And I think like, that's sorry. what made him so Matthew fucking died. interesting. Like, oh, yeah. Here. So it's working. I'll, I'll tell, I'll tell the emperor and uh, I'm taking over now. I'm, and I'm I will sorry, say what? this. Every <laughs> second that this guy's on screen, I am interested in what he's doing. He is giving, uh, and, and, and hear me out. Not an, not a performance that is impressive, but an, but a performance that is engaging. And he is not impressing me with how big and incredible he can be, but rather I am just, I'm interested in every move he makes, everything he says. He, this guy is, this, uh, this actor, um, what's his name, Ben Mendelsohn, is, is just, in my opinion, doing subtle and great work. And I... I that's, what, like, that's what I mean, like all of the characters. That's what I'm saying. Like they're, they're really, I care about even every single one of them, him included. That's what, like yeah. you know what I mean. Like I care what he's doing. I'm not. I'm not necessarily rooting for him. You don't want him I to care. win, but fuck, it's too bad to see this guy lose so much. Oh, it isn't. Uh, I was very satisfied when he when he loses. Like no, I, you're satisfied when he loses at the end, but you feel his frustration through the film. I guess is what I'm saying. Um, sure, but that's what I'm saying. He's a person. He's not this... just a, a you know a, a stand up bad guy, right? So, so the other character in these scenes is Grand Moff Tarkin. And I gotta say, it didn't work for me. Really? At all. Just he was, it was so TV? clearly computer generated. So and I it's so ambitious what they tried to do. And I and I applaud so them. Is he not is he is he not with us anymore? Oh no, he died like twenty five years ago. Okay. Um Because I so, thought they I thought they just didn't do as good a job with the um the no, overlay. It's not, it's not like I thought it thing. was because no, I no. knew they couldn't do that with Carrie Fisher's character because when we were talking about like her, the planes of her face are too different. Like we can't make her plump twenty year old. Yeah, no, but no, like, it's like so it's not it's, like doing Michael Douglas or you know no, Robert Downey Jr. No, but no, no, like no. where we're just it's, enhancing. I thought with this guy it might have been though. I didn't know. No, 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 was, no. I, I was so. Well, then that explains why I didn't like the CG there very much. And I uh, think what the problem was for me with him. Did it seem like all of his age spots, all of his wrinkles, all of everything was just 
so detailed that it didn't look real. Like I felt like, like I, I felt like if it felt like they just missed the mark a little bit. Like it felt like his eyes were too sunken in, were like too dark and too sunken in. Um, well, and his skin for me it was his skin looked like it was his lips. I mean, that's what gives it away on on like CG. Sure, yeah. Most times there's the mouth, and I think the mouth is is particularly hard when you have an aged character like his. And I think it was it made it particularly noticeable. And I did think about his lips, and I found myself wondering like. Could you just like get a real person's lips and kind of like graft them on? Or yeah, like but, would you have been better off getting a, an older gentleman who looked kind of like him, who kind of had the same bone structure, just so you had something? Lips, but then, to, al- that, but then altering everything else to like kind of make it look more like it. I don't know. Right, like, exactly. So you're so you're doing the thing you're doing. You know, so you're doing that that meshing that you're doing with Michael Douglas when you're de aging him, or Robert Downey Jr. when you're de aging him. It is both. Or, it's it is not both, just this fully computer generated situation. It it's, is an impressive achievement. I want to say it is. I mean, it doesn't look like because... crap, but I, yeah, you know, I absolutely noticed that he's CG. And yeah, I wonder and... if it might have been more interesting to, um, to, cause, cause like I said, when you first see him, we see his back and we see yeah. his face in the, in the reflection. And it, and there was something kind of ominous about that. Like I was pleased to see him in a sense, but like it wasn't this full on seeing well, him. And he needs to and be I, there. And I, and he does. So I wonder if we had always kind of shot him that way, if there would have been a way to do that where we're seeing him from like reflective surfaces or the side or in a shadow. So we're not really seeing him full on in the in the light of day, so to speak, because then it adds to his um his creep factor as well as masking and not needing to try to make the CG face in its entirety, but just because he's there so much, like you totally notice it in, in Carrie Fisher as well, but like it's for like two seconds comparatively. Yeah. Yeah, so it's I like, okay, fine. But because he has so much interaction with this other character that I think that it, it it's, it draws focus and it does the CG part draws focus about, you know, away from the story and then you getting and being distracted by being CG um, that I don't think you needed to do that. You could have gotten away without by, by being artful with it. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, I agree with you. I agree with you. The, the, I'm going to move on uh, to the first, like two of the big, like set pieces of the film uh, is uh, basically Jin and her allies. Uh, can we talk? Uh, let's talk for a second. Cause we're just hitting everybody. Um, uh, we go, uh, we meet Cassian Andor, of course, who's the guy who shoots them, Diego Luna, who does a fine job. I, I don't think he's the strongest in the cast, but he does a good, he does a very, very good job. But he's Oh, just, I loved him. I see. I felt like he's, he's fine. He's nothing. He's not fucking it up by any, by any stretch, but he's surrounded by, like everyone else around him is just more interested than he is. Um, really? Well, who is it? I think the difference, I think, I think what it really is, is that he, like as a character, um, he's, he is the most similar to characters we've already seen. Yeah. Well, yeah. And which is I, not his fault. Right? I'm not slamming him as an actor. I'm no, just I, saying, I know that you're not, but I'm saying that's, that's why I think you feel that way. Right. Like, well, I also, because I also you're more, like, yeah. because you're just more interested in these characters that we haven't, that we've never seen anything like them before. You know, I I want to give some props out to uh to Chris Evans for making Captain America as interesting as he is because it'd be very easy to take the good-looking main guy and and like like he does such a great job. This guy does a good job with what he's doing, but he doesn't shine 
among the rest. I mean, if, if there's a, if there is, if I look at the main cast, right, he is at the bottom of the main cast of the people that I'm interested in. If I just go, uh, Jin, or or Krennic, or Donnie Yen's character, or 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 Mads Mikkelsen is 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 Jin's mom, or Alan Tudyk is K, or the the pilot Bodhi Book, or is you know Jang Wen or Forrest Whitaker, like they're all given so many interesting and they look so interesting maybe because he's just like your normal looking guy that's what i'm saying like he's he is not and just your normal super looking clear guy, he's, he's doing a most, fine job the actor is doing a fine job star warsian guy sure and like i think it. everybody else is is like something like that's what i'm saying like for like you know blind samurai guy is a really good example like oh, it's we'll a, get there, yeah that is a big trope but it's not a trope we've seen in star wars before so like it it's weird to see it there and and it's cool to see it there and it's and it's such a great character to have this seemingly weak character um that just kicks total ass and and more like i think one of my favorite moments uh, is what he's like they they like cover their like they're putting burlap sacks over everybody's head because they're taking him to forest whitaker and he's like seriously i'm blind yeah like, like well, really? and i want to and i want to get to cheer <laughs> that but was real a quick. joke and it was a funny one before we get to him, I want to talk about uh, K2SO. Oh, my God. I think he might be my favorite droid. Yeah, he's pretty great. He's pretty <laughs> fantastic. He's pretty. I mean, it, it, I just great. I love Alan Tudyk. I mean, I definitely I have such a huge uh, actor crush on him. Uh, and that's p- probably got to do with it. Yeah. But like just if I, I didn't it, know it's so that different it was Alan from Tudyk. every other kind of droid we've ever seen again. This is so different from anything we've ever seen in Star Wars. Like you either had R2 and he was a little bit sarcastic, but you could, but he wasn't saying like words. Right. And so he was making sort of sarcastic noises. And then you have, you know, C-3PO and he's, you know, C-3PO. And then you've got BB-8 and he's adorable. Right. And this, this, this guy's not adorable. He's, but he's awesome. But he, and, and he, but he, and he's crotchety so and he's sarcastic. But I, I, but, I but, instantly but fell thing. in love with him. Is like, he sarcastic? Line, I don't I know that he's sarcastic. I think the humor is sarcastic. I think he's just super honest. Right. That's what I'm saying. Like, he's I not actually it. being funny, right? But it's yeah. funny. Yeah, no, it's... it's he's I not attempting give, humor. He's just a straight guy. I gotta give just, it to Star Wars for, like, like, droid after droid after droid. They just nail it. They just absolutely, yeah. Nail it. How do, how they do it? I don't know. And, he's, but, and that's the thing. Like he's the the reason we've never seen this droid before. This kind of this kind of droid character before is because he's so dark, and this is the only place he makes sense. Yeah. And like, I think I might have. It's you know it's hard to say. I was so unhappy when everybody died, but when he died, it was it was particularly hard. That was hard. That was hard for me to me might be my my the most painful one. Let's talk about the scene where they uh, they go. Um, uh, to a planet and on the planet. Um, before we talk about what happens to the planet, uh, Jin gets to watch a hologram of her dad giving her the plans, but oh. also her watching that that. Oh my god! Of her dad. Um, it's incredible. This is why you cast this woman in this role, and I'm in no way slamming. Um, I'm in no way slamming. Um, oh, I can't fucking remember her name. Who played Ray? Who um, played Ray? Yeah, yeah, she's good. She's really good. She kills but it. But... Felicity Jones in this. Oh my moment, god! The pain, the strength yeah. in the pain, the 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 not showing how much it affects you, but also you as the audience member knows how much it affects her. Um, mm-hmm. she is 
that scene for her she has no better scene in the film as far as i'm concerned yeah this no scene. she in that in that scene is absolutely where she just like her acting shines like for sure it's it's, it's where it's where they go listen we know you're not going to get an oscar for this film but she should get an oscar for that but if they're scene, if they're gonna play a clip during the oscars if you are nominated this it's this yeah. one yeah like She's, that is absolutely an oscar worthy performance like she, they won't because it's a fucking sci-fi movie but that is absolutely a fantasy. a fucking oscar worthy performance absolutely and before we go what happens to uh sorry to... fantasy sci fantasy i don't know what we call that go this ahead. is this one's sci-fi this one's not fantasy this one's sci-fi there's not the fantasy aspect is way less than that which is interesting because that's another way this film is different there's no <laughs> there's no magic there's he's no talking wizards. about the lack of hard science and that's why he doesn't want to call it science fiction but there's no science there, it, all right it's anyway anyway it's speculative fiction one way or it's the speculative other. fiction <laughs> yeah. um so uh so before but, there, go, but there was still that there like i mean that's why we have the and and like for and it was particularly the faith was particularly present well let's talk about it man because they're on this planet and we're about to talk about what to talk about what happens to the planet but we meet chirrut emway played by donnie yen and mercenary Baze malbus played by jang wen i love them so much they are let's talk about donnie yen god i I'm, love him I'm i loved him from the moment we saw him like he he immediately has such a presence well, I'm a Donnie Yen fan already. Like, Donnie Yen is, if you have not explored, if you like kung fu movies, and you have not explored Donnie Yen's catalog. Then I'm, um, yeah, I'm, I'm looking that shit up. Like, just right, based on what I saw in the movie, I'm like, where has this guy been my whole life? The like, first, well, he's been in everything. And you've seen him before. Where, are I you just a don't know it. Are you I a Highlander fan? Oh, God, yeah. Did you see Highlander Endgame, the one that had both uh, Duncan uh, and Connor in it? Yeah, sadly. All right, but there were there were aspects. I blocked of that. it from my memory, though. That's the problem. So if he was in there, that were film, aspects of that film that were kind of cool. And the coolest aspect of that film were. was when was when Duncan, because one thing that, that Adrian Paul can do that Christoph, Christoph Lambert can't do is that he can do martial arts, and he has to face off against this other guy who can do awesome martial arts. That's Donnie Yen. Okay. Um, uh donnie yen was in a movie called iron monkey which i love oh i have not seen that but i but i think it's in my queue um, donnie yen familiar. has done a trilogy of films uh called ip man the ip man trilogy ip man oh no, one, that's him because that's, that's totally him. in my queue i haven't i man. just haven't watched it yet ip man 3 mm-hmm. has so he, ip man the character of it the, the character of ip man is actually a real guy the guy who trained bruce lee um and oh, in, wow. ip, in ip man 3 um he fights um uh uh they're in china and he fights a guy from the west uh who just happens to look like act like sound like and be played by mike tyson um (laughs) and the fight if if, just do this everybody listening and including you when when this podcast is done i just want you to look up ip man i-p-m-a-n mike tyson that fight alone i will watch the movie so i'm not gonna do that yeah but everybody that, else should that fucking fight alone you're just like that's fucking mike tyson and he's fighting fucking it man i love this like there's just nothing not that to sounds love. like something i would i want to watch absolutely um, <laughs> imdb donnie and he's he's done like a hundred films he is brilliant he really i mean that's why like i said i like it's it's definitely a, it's definitely and i, and I will fully and, and like i get i give it up it's a total trope i fucking love that trope i'm a big fan of that trope <laughs> 
I am. I, 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 I can't think of a time I've ever seen that trope and not liked it. I am a fan of Donnie Yen personally, and he brings all of his charisma to it. Who I had never heard of before was Zhang Wen, who plays Baze Malbus. He uh, is so adorable. The both so of them are so cool. adorable. Like the two it. of them are are the yin and yang and they i don't just magical. say that because they're both chinese but they're the, they're the, they, they, they're no the, but they, they are magical their their chemistry is they are the yin and yang of fantastic. awesome and cute both of them both they're, of them yes they're adorable and they're awesome and they're badass and, and they're awesome and they're sweet and they're spiritual like it, it, seriously like all of these things and 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 they like i said like when you first meet the both of them they're like you were talking about. There's like sort of in this instant charisma. There's this instant vibe. There's this instant feeling that is conveyed that by by the way so they move, great. by the way they talk, by by the look on their face, by the way um, they interact with each other. Yes, like they, they, and it, it just grows throughout the film. It and just at no point do they like make a big deal about the fact that they are close. You yep. just know. You just, you just know. know. It's like, yeah, like they, I don't know if they like did this, if they just, because you could just feel it there. Like, I don't know if they just like hung out a bunch because they wanted to have that vibe. Well, no, like, cause they were also the guardians of the, of the Kaifa crystals. That's all. There's, there's a whole, we could do a whole different podcast about the Well, no, I understand the why they're supposed to be in the but... movie, but I'm saying as actors, like, I don't know if they like yeah. already really knew each other really well, or if they were like, fuck, we need to be close. All right, let's just hang out nonstop before we start shooting. Like, so they could convey that, like instantaneously because you really you there's like one line that tells you and then it's every moment they have together is yeah is it's just there great and like i said it just like it's it's immediately awesome and then it just blooms throughout like it just continues it gets better and better and better until they both fucking die what i love about donnie is that he's not a jedi and i love that that he nobody has faith in the force and that's an interesting thing. He it's doesn't, so interesting, yes. He doesn't think he has access to the Force, but he has he faith in the Force. He believes in it, in it wanting to do what's right, though, and that he has a purpose, and that it will help him accomplish his purpose. And the one thing he doesn't seem to realize is that his faith in the Force gives him access to the Force. But he doesn't seem to realize that. He is just actively choosing to believe. I've said this before. I said this um, in our Christmas episode coming up that is all out of order, like I said. But like the like like we don't see characters of faith very often that are portrayed in a positive way. Yep. This, this is absolutely is though. Yeah, powerful character. Yep. That I am I am stunned by his inclusion and how different he is from anything we've ever seen. This guy believes more than Obi Wan Kenobi does. Um, no, he doesn't. No, no. Obi Wan Kenobi knows this guy believes. Oh, oh, I see what you're saying. Yes, like he doesn't know in the way that Obi Wan does, but he, he believes. Be- yes, he believes, and I think that he gives that strength of belief that 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 he he's such an integral character, not just um in what he actually does in the film, but I believe also in in the added faith that he gives Jin. Agreed. Because she, when they're, when, like that moment when they're trying to get clearance and she pulls out that little piece. And that's something I didn't know. This, this crystal or this, 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 that powers lightsabers. Like, oh, the Kyber crystals? Oh, yeah. They're also like powers the Death Star. I, um, yeah, I didn't know about thing. this. I learned oh, this in And it was oh, really cool for me. In Clone Wars and Rebels, it's, it's a big deal. In the, I just uh, finished the novel Ahsoka, all about Ahsoka. 
And uh, it's kind of, if you follow her character in The Clone Wars, um, you see her assemble her lightsaber with a Kyber crystal, then they, there's this one episode that's very, very kind of spiritual as she goes and does that. And then in the book, um, the book takes place after the end of Rebels, um, where she has not, she was not killed in Order 66, and she's sort of trying to survive on the run as the Empire is kind of looking for any surviving Jedi. Mm-hmm. And at one point, she comes to the planet where they mine Kyber crystals. And the Empire's just ripped it up, and it's like, it was a temple to the Jedi, but it's just a mine to the Empire. Right. And it's really... Much like in this film. Yeah, right? and, I'm, and I, and I want to look up and see if this film is... It if, was if, cool, because I didn't know that. And so, for me, it was this 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 discovery. And then when she, cool. like, sort of, when they're about to... They're trying to get clearance, and, like, they may get caught, and and, and like, so much is riding on this. Like, if they don't get past this point, they don't... There are no more chances. It's over. And she like just takes out her necklace and is just like, you know what I mean? It's beautiful. Yeah. It's a beautiful moment. And I loved it. And it was, again, it was, this, it, was, it was such an interesting thing to watch a Star Wars movie and have the, the faith and the force be there without anyone being able to manipulate it. Until the end, but we'll get there. That's well, cool yeah, obviously, yeah. Uh, if you're going to have Darth, he can manipulate yeah. the shit out of it. But I'm saying, yeah, I'm, but for the most part, the people we're following, right? Like the story that we're seeing, the protagonists of this film, like they're not, there's no Jedi here. There's, and there's nobody with, you know, the force inside them that's being awakened or, you know what I mean? Sure, there's sure, none yeah. of that. They're just people. Well, let's talk about what happens because there's a great action scene. They all go there. She gets the the plans from her dad. She has the wonderful scene. I know scene they are where, the forever where, where, the unsung heroes. Rebe- they're like they're sung, man. They're not unsung anymore. They're yeah. totally sung for me. Sorry. And go ahead. then the Death Star fires on this town. Yep. Um, on this I'm, temple, like the the temple is the is the is the this the I guess I am the willing center of the town. I am such a continuity hound that you know that it it bothered me for like half a second that this is what happened when the when the blast hit because when we saw the blast hit alderaan alderaan just exploded boom yeah gone gone, done it's worth it i i will accept the retcon for how devastating this weapon is um on this temple it hurts yeah what happens to this city god does it hurt and nobody dies except for saw and he chooses to at the end so you're not watching even the aftermath on people. You just that's know. not true. You know people die. Like we like yeah, the but difference you know, but, is yeah. their base was not in the heart of the city. Let me rephrase. So, like you know that as, that city was populated. That's what I mean. Like everybody matters. As, as opposed to the end of the movie where you have to be in the center of it. Just the way that it rips the planet upward. Yes. There's something. Oh my god. It. it and 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 I and I hate this word and it's overused, but it's like it's like it rapes the planet. Yeah, it's, it, I mean it's it like it was. A, that's, it this is, is not a destruction. Such a destruction. It's a violation. Yeah, this is like there was I I, I had an audible reaction. Like me and Mister A both like we're like, oh, like yeah. it, it's one of those things that like you feel gut punched. Like and it's and honestly, it to me. And that's why, like, I kind of feel like it's it's rivaling, and I'm and I'm <laughs> it might be better than the Force Awakens because, like, you were talking about in the Force Awakens, they destroy like an entire system, and that does not yeah, feel as no. painful or as awful as one that city. moment in the, in this movie did. Yeah, no, I agree. I absolutely because like, I, I cared about agree. the people in that city. I had some idea of who they were. We got to see them. 
we got to to learn about them and like even though the people that we loved that we were following were safe except for the one who chose to die we know that those people and all that culture and the temple and the remnants of the temple and the people that were just trying to live we know that they're dead and we know that it was a horrible death yeah for the sake of time, I'm gonna I'm gonna gloss over a little bit what happens next uh, up until the end of it. They go to another planet uh, as they escape. They crash. They're on a base. Uh, uh, we think that um, we we think that uh, you're gonna gloss name? over her dad dying. Well, no, I mean I, that's what the part I'm gonna cover. But we we the okay. Cassian's Ca- Cassian's going to go, going to kill her dad. Chooses not to. Um, that's really cool. And like that's a big moment when he. Like, and there's a, there is a brutal there's a brutal moment where where Krennin murders a bunch of people. Um, it all comes out and then the rebels attack in the first like real like spacey kind of battle although there's nothing fun about this battle this battle is just no because you're here's the thing like they're coming in and they shouldn't be and there's no way to call them off like yeah everything that's happening in this moment on this planet is just bad like this is what i mean like it, it at least that's what i think is the difference in that battle at the end like we have to see that we're making progress and have some level of hope in this epic battle that's happening above the planet because the shit on the planet is fucking every yeah. people are dying left and right to try to make this happen and like you just have to believe that the sacrifice is going to be worth it so you need to be cutting back to why the sacrifice is worth it yeah whereas in this moment you're in it's it's the lowest one of the lowest points in the film because it's i got just i gotta bad. say in terms of things that could All be cut around. i i would say that this this section of the film runs a little long for me um really? the, the, the battle the, part no, the last half of it I really like, but there's 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 a little too much hemming and hawing as they're going out, and and it's it it is the one part, and maybe it's because I was sitting with kids, and I, and I and I know that it affects the way that I that I experience the things. film. Yeah, because I didn't feel that way. I'm going to be watching it tomorrow with just my wife, and and we'll see, and we'll see how you feel that what was Mrs. J, and we'll see how it goes, and if I feel different, I'm sure we'll talk about it. And for what you guys will be like a month. Um, so sorry about that. Um, but uh, but the this battle in particular like like it it got dark and i just want to get to the point where her dad dies um because that matters and it was such of all the things that would bother me his burned up leg he was laying on the ground yep. and, and he's, his leg he's is dying. like this horrible angle this, your typical leg. movie death which is which is you know typical but done well where he's on his back she's like dad you're dying he's like i gotta tell you stop but i'm dying and i can't but the fact that his leg was burned up i don't know why uh, that particular choice grounded the whole fucking did same same thing for you i mean it, it i think i don't we've seen this fucking scene a hundred times i guess but like i like unlike you right like i this is why i said like whatever movie we were talking about recently oh we were talking about legends of tomorrow and yeah. like for carter or whatever like like that's like if i'm not like i wasn't i was just like really like you didn't even like seriously like you didn't even talk to that guy literally like i don't think you actually exchanged words with that guy you don't give a fuck like and you're not a hero so i don't buy it like so if you if you can't get me emotionally on something like that like you've really fucked up Right. Like that's so that's so I don't know that it's that I need something to ground me like like it, it doesn't matter if I've seen something a quadrillion times most more often than not. <clears throat> so you're yeah, you're not an easy get. No, but they got, got me. They got and, me. With but, it. I, but I think that the thing that made it that made it so great wasn't even just that it was it, it, it was the moment of happiness on his face when he saw his daughter. Yeah. And, no, I, and like, I'm really glad they gave us that and that they gave him that like it, it somehow. 
it, it simultaneously made his death more horrible and better at the same time. So like, I want to talk about <laughs> I want to talk about the scene on the ship on the way back because it's important to me because oh this have, is, yeah this is a great scene. It's a great scene, but the scene on the ship on the way back is basically Jin going, "I can't do this. I just choose not to care." And maybe I missed something. No, it's maybe- not. Well, I I don't get the sense in that scene that she's choosing to care on the ship on on the way back. I and the reason, and maybe I just wasn't paying attention as much as I should. Like I said, I was with kids, but yeah, I think you'll be surprised when you watch it again because it's really it it seems more like she had become invested now, right? Because her father and then her father died, and she was over time. Now she's slowly more and more become invested in this. Well, I what took me out of the whole thing is she finds out that he that he was sent to kill her father. Like you were never there to save him, and then she's like, "Well, then what makes you even better than than the Imperial? Like you just do whatever you're told." Yeah, no, I got all that. That I the scene itself was effective, but here's the problem I had. Okay, another problem, I, and I wonder if this was a rewrite to make the movie more positive. They okay. go back to Yavin Four, right? And there's a staff meeting with everybody, including right. fucking Jimmy Smith's is back as Bail Organa. And right. and I'm going to talk. I'm going to s- put a pin in that because I want to talk about something a little bit later. Did that not um, make you happy, though? It made me very happy. Okay, and, good. And, I, and we're going to talk about it. Um, but suddenly she's given a speech to everyone about how you got to hope and go fight. And I never saw the transition in her. I didn't understand. This seemed like a left turn for her and it seemed unmotivated. To the point where I wondered, was there a more gritty and dark version that was shot? And they went, man, there's not enough positivity in this. This, this felt like a rewrite. This felt like where suddenly, she all of a sudden was hopeful. Suddenly she's like, she's giving a big speech to everyone and everybody's listening. And she's the voice everybody's listening to. And she's the one going, we got to hope and fight. Which she wasn't doing like in the scene before that. And... I understand where it motivates the rest of the film and, and the importance of the scene, but it didn't. I but you didn't I see didn't, how she got there. Well, I, I felt I like honestly, it. I felt like it happened in the speech, right? Like because this is what I saw on the ship. I didn't I even get why it. she was giving the speech. Okay, that's what I'm saying. So what I saw on the ship, right? I saw her give him shit for what he was yeah. there to do, right? I saw her say all of this stuff about the rebellion and then i saw him defend himself and addict like really well at that he's like i've been like basically throwing in her face like oh it is so easy for you to sit there and say that shit i have been doing this since i was six years old yeah and i have to believe that all the horrible shit that i had to do fucking matters because what we're doing is good enough is the right thing and and i have to believe that and don't fucking sit in judgment on me, little girl. You just came into this shit. Yeah, no, I get, get high and mighty. And I, I think there's this moment that passes between them when he defends himself and she walks away. And it seems to me like he made his point and she's like, yeah, Fuck. but are you, are you head pending that? Are you, are you writing that for them in your head? That, that change. I, I, I feel like there was something that happened between them, that between the characters. I saw that, but her making the speech, are you? And then my, I are, saw the speech. When the speech happens, I see it start and I see it gain momentum. I see, I see that moment planting the seed for that, maybe. for that speech. 
Yeah, I, I, I had. That's a, how it felt to me, anyway. Do you, do you, you understand you why? Can you understand why I thought it was a left turn? Um, a little bit. I don't know. Left turn. Left turn seems extreme, but you got to realize up until like we had. There's a whole chunk of her life we haven't seen, and there's sure. some that we have, and so we know that when she was little, the way she was raised was to believe in the rebellion and sure. the, and the force and and what's right. So you've got to. So what it felt like to me, because we had that groundwork when he sort of turned back on her because she had walked away from it because she basically, it seemed clear, like the, the sort of through line for her story seemed like she believed in all that shit. She was on board. She was just as much in it as this guy. Then she felt abandoned by her surrogate father and was like, what the hell is it all about anyway? Fuck it. And, and walks away because she feels abandoned. And then this guy, when she gets, she gets pulled back into this shit and it happens slowly over the course of the, of, of the film. And then in that moment on the planet, when she sees her father, everything comes back to her. And then she's fighting with this guy about her dad and how he was there to kill him. And how, how's the rebellion even worth it? And you're just no, you're no better than them. And then he pulls and then he turns Brown back on her. And like, and then there's this moment that passes between them. And I think that plants the seed that is already in her, like, framework yeah. if you will yeah, and okay. so i felt like there was this upward when she starts the speech she's invested but as as she goes along it becomes more and more what she came from that that starts powering yeah. it and and what she what transpired with them on the ship and i'm all interested that stuff. to see what i think when i watch it with another adult sitting me by next to me tomorrow like if i if i get a, a different yeah, i'll be sense. interested to see how you feel yeah. about it when, so when so I want to talk about a scene that happens and not even everything that happens. Granted, Vader is awesome. And we'll talk about all the reason why he's awesome. Oh my God. End, but, Except the suit. But, I don't like the, the suit. Why? Um, there's the, the, the neck piece looked weird to me mm -hmm. and, and it didn't look exactly like it did in a new hope. And it should have, you should look at a, a it looked, a, some of it looked the same. Like there, I like that. The, his there eyes was were a red. Lot that didn't though. Like there was like the red in the eyes there. And the there red in the eyes is, is from new hope. No, in new hope, the eyes are red. Really? Yep. Well, I'm gonna watch it. So yeah. Um. So this we'll is what see, I'm gonna say. It didn't look. It didn't look. It never looked like that. Like I. It, it looked different to me, and but different me, enough that it bothered me. So let's talk about the prequels for a minute, um, because this movie does what I was so happy it did. I am, as a, as you know, a fan of the prequels, yeah. and and not everybody is, and I understand that. But I did not like whether or not you're a fan of the prequels. The the idea that that Disney Lucasfilm is saying they didn't happen, um, they did happen, but we're just never ever 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 going to mention them. Um, <laughs> suddenly, in this movie, you get Bail Organa played by Jimmy Smith, and Moff and uh, not Moff Tarkin, but rather, um, oh fucking, why can't I remember her name? Suddenly, um, the the uh, well, I can't remember her name now. Me something. Uh, the 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 woman the the Mon Mothma thank you sounds like Moff Tarkin Mon Mothma's Mon Mothma's back and you don't see her in Revenge of the Sith but in the deleted scenes she played Mon Mothma in Revenge in Revenge of the Sith wait who is that she's the woman from Return of the Jedi who in Return of the Jedi said many Bothans died to bring us a she's the main she's like the leader of the rebellion oh okay yeah. Um, so it's the, it's the same actress. They got Jimmy Smith back as as uh, Bail Organa, and then when you get to where Vader is, he's on fucking Mustafar. Yep, he's on Mustafar in the same fucking temple that they showed at the end of Revenge yep. of the Sith, 
And Andy he's like, like he's basically like in a, like when he gets br- like sent for, he's like in a vat. You see what he fucking does when he's not in the suit, and yep. he, and they, you get the sense that his arms are missing, and then he's in the suit a second later. That inclusion, if I were to watch episode three, and now th- this is as much as th- just that one scene, as much a sequel to episode three as it is a prequel to episode four. It absolutely brings where Anakin was at the end of episode three into where Vader is at the beginning of episode four. It lifts his character from the end of three and pulls him into four in such a brutal and brilliant way. Yeah, I thought it was a really nice touch. Like, I I have to say, like, and and you know, I didn't like the prequels. No. That having been said, even if you haven't seen the prequels, right? Like this movie and that moment where you see this this broken being right that's inside the suit and you're like that's fucking anakin that's anakin. like you and then you see the suit and it's like because he's so imposing and scary when he's in the suit and so to have this this hint at like in that the flesh is frail is yeah. it's fantastic you know yeah, what I mean? It's like, such a great choice. It's beautiful. And then also the inclusion of Jimmy Smith. I, I like that they're pulling. It's, it feels like they're, they've like got like hooks in the prequels and they're pulling them to the original trilogy. You go, you know what? They're there. We have to acknowledge them. So let's pull them and make them fucking But they, Yeah, they sense. pick things that were good or that were not the horrible things. And they, and they, they use it. It's like they did a really good job with this film of being connective tissue. But here's the, a great. A film like this definitely more forward than backward, but still. A film like this makes A New Hope better. Absolutely. And it oh my makes, god, it does. It makes Revenge of the Sith better, frankly. It yeah, makes Vader it does. better. But because you know what? You may not have liked Anakin, but you got to know him as a person. And when you see his burned body in the vat, you're like, that's fucking him. That's fucking Anakin. And when you get to the end of of revenge of the sith the next time even though you're dealing with the, some of the stupid stuff you're gonna go i know what this guy's gonna end up in a fucking vat i don't ever watch that movie again um yeah i do um <laughs> I, but, I no I, but regardless I, like it's great because it's also it's a late it's a late stage reveal and when yeah. we see him he doesn't do anything even scary he doesn't do any show of force until he's leaving and this guy gets up yeah. with him and like yeah. And you just see the guy start choking and he hasn't even turned around yet. But you know that it's Vader. It's so chilling. And of course, yeah. James Earl Jones just always nails it. Yeah. And, you know, I've been watching him on Rebels and and his Vader on Rebels good. They they really it felt like Vader with with no exception this turn. Um, so let's get to let, let's finally get to uh, the last third of the movie, um, which is where I like to affectionately say everyone dies. Yeah, so it's absolutely true. Um, it's absolutely true. I'm not. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not in any way exaggerating. Everybody dies. Everybody in the film uh, on the planet dies. So, so um, everybody uh, we've come to love over this film dies. Every plot wise, movie. plot plot wise, the uh, the short version is the Death Star plans are on the on on the planet. They're going to get them and bring them back off the planet. But when they realize that can't be done, they're going to transmit them off the planet. There are a bunch of machinations that need to happen on the planet and off the planet for that to happen. And all of that is really just scaffolding to watch scene after scene after scene of these characters make heroic, heroic-ish deaths. Um, heroic um, what deaths? Ish. Heroic-ish um, deaths? 
Well, I think that they're they're they the, are fucking heroes, dude. They are heroes ish. Like that they are heroes. I want to. So, so let's well. just go through them real quick. Let's just go through the deaths real quick because that's what matters. And I'm going to hit the big ones <laughs> at the very end. But the, the, look. Too. And I knew, and I and I had this thought when they were when they were set out on the mission. I was like, "This is so good," and I've I've become so invested, and I know that the plans get out, and and like I know how it ends, so to speak. That even if all of them die, it will have been worth it. Like I sure. had that thought going in because I was like, "That that's I mean that's what has to happen because so many people died." Like they say it in in A New Hope, but yet I wanted I wanted them to live. I wanted that to happen so bad. That's and like really every clear. time somebody died, they, it hurt. They, they don't say it in a new hope. They don't. They say, let's hope these plans are worth what, what it cost us. And that's all they say. They say in Return of the Jedi, many oh. Bothans died to bring us this information. It's a different Death Star. Um uh, so let's start the first death. Whatever. We get. The cost is big. We know it's big. All right. The first death we get is uh Alan Tudyk is K2SO. God, it's um, so horrible. Uh, it's horrible because he just gets nailed and he gets nailed and he gets nailed because he, he has to because he has to save them and it's just did you get what happened at the end though he like slammed his hands on the control panel and mm-hmm. then he it exploded and he died it's are these star trek control panels <laughs> did they import these from starfleet he must have. <laughs> where, where it's Starfleet, the number one risk to you is your keyboard. It's getting exploded. Uh, getting, yeah, having a console explode I spilled on you. coffee on my keyboard the other day. It absolutely did not kill me. So, <laughs> I, I hit my keyboard from time to time. Like he was being, he was being, he was being shot. It wasn't. Yeah, I would say it wasn't that, just an exploding The reason console. that this death is so brutal is because it's extended. And it, it keeps on going, and it keeps yeah. going. He keeps getting hit. He keeps, and from the first time you get hit, you're kind of like, "Holy shit!" Kind of get hit there, didn't he? Well, you know he's gonna go. Like that's the moment you know. And you kind of like, hope that he's the one who's not. Like he's, he's the one. Yeah, because he's because he's a, he's not actually a, like a person, right? Like yeah. he's he's machinery that can fix him. <laughs> yeah, but like but he's no. so destroyed, and like I, I mean, when the lights fade out in his eyes, like oh my god. <laughs> yeah, no, they they're like oh just so. Can't. Just so even the talking, ne- I'm so ridiculous. <laughs> the, the next, the next one to die. Um, I'm not sure if he's the next one or not, but the, uh, the, um, yes, it is. It's the, it's Donnie Yen, um, yeah. as the blind warrior oh. who believes. This scene, <sighs> arguably my favorite scene. It's so horrible, but like, no, it's not so the good. horrible part. Him walking. Oh no! Oh my god! I know. And everybody misses him, and not and just like right before. Like what? What sells that moment so much? is like the second before a guy's like, I'm going to go. Like, this is what I mean. Like, and I cared about that guy. He fucking cared when yeah. he was like, I'm going to make a go for it. Like, and he, and he goes and he doesn't make it a step before he is yeah. cut down. But Donnie ends up to I just cared. walk out. And but I like, like that. I uh, like that. He didn't dodge or move anything. Yeah. He just walked. He just, he didn't have to do anything and prayed. Yeah. Um, it was amazing. It was uh, beautiful. It was like the force. Like it was, what seemed clear to me was because you see him being shot at and they've got clear line of sight on him. There's no reason for these stormtroopers to miss him other than the force. So it's clear to me or it seemed clear to me, I guess. I don't know if this was what they were trying to say, but like what seemed clear to me was this man put his faith in the force 
and that protected him. Yeah. The the next to die is uh is the pilot uh, Bodie Rook. Um, uh, I wasn't I really expecting thought you this might one. make it. I really did. And and I want to talk about him at the end. So well, the, it's it's tragic when when he goes oh, next one is. to die. Next one to die after that um is uh and this one was also talk about an an awesome death, an eighties death. Almost. Oh, totally an eighties death. Like that's what I mean. Like there was a lot of eighties vibe to this film in a way that I that I loved. Like, like this death didn't make me cry. I was like, "This is the fucking way to die." If I gotta oh, it die, made me cry like buckets. But yeah, but it's well, a still it's an outstanding way to go. He's, gonna, he's just taking out fucking everybody, and then a grenade. And just keeps going. Yeah, and then yeah. finally, you get the sense that if that grenade hadn't been there, he might have lived. Like, yeah, just, like this guy's fucking unstoppable. Um, yeah, but the fact that when he ends, he also believes in the force. Yep, and. And that's gorgeous. Uh, the next one, uh, the next one who dies is, of course, uh, uh, Krennic, um, who dies. It's it's so unceremonious when he dies. He doesn't which die. Which is interesting. Uh, Krennic, he, uh, well, he's shot. He does die. Right, but um, he does, that's not when he dies, though. But he, but he's taken out. Um, no, his death is absolutely the most poetic, awesomest death of all. Yeah. Like, that was a moment that I did actually smile. I was like, that's what you get, motherfucker. Motherfucker, you Death Star just killed you. Oh, you like, jerk. You're a jerk. It's seriously, it was kind of like, because I was initially upset when um he didn't let her go kill that guy. Yeah. He didn't let her go kill Krennic. Like, he was like, just leave it. Like, and they're leaving. And then I'm like, he's not dead. I was so upset. That she didn't get to kill him, that she didn't double tap him, that we didn't make sure he was dead yeah. until so the Death Star shoot firing is what kills him. Then I was like, okay, that's worth it <laughs> because that's this awesome. Scene is beautiful. It's poetic. Remind me a lot of fucking Deep Impact, frankly. Um, I Sorry. am ultimately unsatisfied by the deaths of Jin and Cassian, and I wonder if really? I'll think of it this way tomorrow here's the thing they are not active in any way in their own deaths and i was thinking about this on the way home as i was driving home if at some point they had looked at each other and one of them said as they saw it coming was it worth it it was worth it or something like like they like did. I th- it's all like, do you think we got through and she was like i know we did but i still didn't feel like that's absolutely sen- what that moment was dude like where the I fuck didn't were you get it I didn't feel it, and, well, and you need and to watch it again because you're their, like their, their embrace. Their embrace was your was kids nice. were fidgeting. I don't fucking know, but it their was beautiful. Was and nice I, was, and I was, loved that they didn't fucking kiss, and I loved that. They I like that they didn't kiss. I like that they didn't kiss. I it was I, it was beautiful. It was like it's over. Like we see that we see the wave of death coming, and we know there's no way out at this point because we've seen this before. But we had a way out then, and we don't have a way out now. So we know we're gonna die. See, and I it's just, like, I let's go to the beach. Get... We're gonna sit down, and we're gonna and we're gonna go out together, and we're gonna know that everything we did was worth it. You know what? I didn't see. Here's the thing: I didn't see. I didn't see, and I wanted to, the acceptance of their death. What? I I didn't see. It, it it didn't play to me, and again, I'll see it again tomorrow, and maybe yeah, I'll feel. I will be interested because because seriously, dude, you were napping, you were tired, you were distracted. Here's the other thing it was that fucking I fucking there, like they they had accepted here's their the death. Other thing that I wonder though, here's the other thing that I wonder: 
I feel, and I said I'd come back to it, I feel like the pilot Bodie Rook should have lived. I feel like you... I, I, I would have liked it if, if he had lived. I feel like you needed to have a person... Just one of them make it? To mourn for what was lost. For what was lost. I, but I, th- I think that... I think that we... Because in, in, in short order, after everybody dies, the entire plot turns and becomes something just about the plans. It's not about the people who are involved in getting the plans. And the plans go from person to person to person. The, 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 but the that's scenes... the, 50, the whole thing was about the plans. That's was, my point. Well, let's be clear. The whole thing was about the people, and that's why we loved it. The plot no, was about... the plans, there was no hope. These people, I agree. These people got that... Like, And this was something else I really loved about this movie. Like it, they all knew it was a suicide mission, but nobody said it. Like, because that's so cliche, and they fucking always said, "But that's a suicide mission." Like nobody said that shit. I didn't. They get the knew sense it was that, suicide. They were I like, didn't "Get the sense that it they won't no." Be I, if I, we I, get the plans out, if the plans make it out, if we then have a chance to destroy this weapon, it will. I don't all think. Have been I worth think it. they all accepted that they might die. No, I don't feel they, that they all went knowing that they absolutely. were not going to survive and the I, fact they got I this close to surviving the and that the Death Star knew. took out the city. I'm just saying a person absolutely. Dude, bring... they all knew they were not coming back. I got the absolute feeling when they left that yeah, we're going to try, right? Why... Nobody's just like, fuck it, we're not going to make it. Like, no one's just like let, like just dying, just laying down and dying. But I absolutely had the feeling that they all knew, like, we're not coming back from this. And again, I wonder how plans. I'll feel tomorrow. I wonder how I'll feel tomorrow. But there's a part of me that feels like if we had someone survive who would miss them, it would be more no, impactful. I think, I think it's, I more, think it's more powerful this way. I think it makes uh, like I'm not happy that they all died, but I think that that's what I mean. What kind Every of fucking bizarre matters. world are we in where I want people to live and you want people to die? No, this I want is... them all to live, but I get what the movie was saying. That's my point. Like, I cared about every... Like, if if they had lived, if somebody had lived, if they hadn't all died, like, I think that it would have been a different film. And, and, and I want everybody to live because I want a happy ending. But I'm clear that the message that this film was sending was that the plans were what mattered and that these people knew what was important and that they made the choices that they made so that the fight could continue. So that that, then that as a result made me not just care about the people who died on that planet that we got to know throughout the film. But like I said, I cared about every single death. I cared about every random guy that died after the plans got up there. And they were trying to get him away from Darth Vader. I cared about every single one of them that died at Darth Vader's hands. It wasn't just this cool show of power. I cared about their deaths. And that's why. Because well, to- it, the end, the only, the only moment of hope that you get is that burgeoning beginning. is when she has the plans in her hands. So, yeah, let's let's that's let's, it. You know, let, like that's the beginning of a new hope. And that's why I have to watch that because together they make one movie. OK, yeah, I, I agree. Let, let, I want to cut re- talk really, really quickly about um, and we already kind of hit it. So I don't want to beat it to death. But the, the space battle, if you don't like anything else about this movie, it is an incredible space battle. Like, if you don't you like want, this space battle, something broken in you. If you want like it's cool. Straight Star up. Wars. This is the most Star Wars-y Star Wars you've ever had. 
This is not Star Wars. Star- I don't know about that, but the, this the is battle so is so Star Wars. This battle and, is and like and and so many choices that they make in the battle from from uh from camera angles to like sometimes when you're like the camera looks like it's like it's actually on a um an X-wing like it's mounted on the front of the X-wing like a like a fucking like like one of those cameras on a car it's fucking awesome I like, want you to imagine this cam. I want you to imagine this situation you've it's seen incredible. the original Star Wars and and you rem- and you only saw it the once and it was back in the 70s before any of these other fucking movies came out and and you remember that death star trench battle and then you never watched it again right. and then you came back like 25 years later and watched it after watching all the things that came since then and mm-hmm. you're like wow that space battle is not as good as i remember this is the realization of the rose-colored memory you might have had of that original space butter this is <laughs> This is absolutely this is the what re- that felt like. This, this is, is the nostalgia yeah. of the. This is the the living, breathing nostalgia of that battle. This is not, but it's not just nostalgia. It is the realization in today's cinema of what that battle must have felt like in the c- cinema back in the seventies in a way that they failed to do, frankly, in the Force Awakens. This, I agree, was yeah, spec fucking tacular. But again, and, it was because of the it was because of what was on the line. It was it was the stakes. They were so high. Like this battle isn't as cool without those stakes. It isn't. Like I said, I care about every X-wing pilot I, that I, died I don't more so than I did in A New Hope. Like the random X-wing pilots that died on on runs in A New Hope was like, oh well. Shit, that sucks. I like, damn. I care more like, about those pilots. I would now. say, uh, yeah, I would say this makes me care more about those pilots. Like, I'm going to watch it. Like I said, when we're done here, I'm going to yeah. watch New Hope. And I think those, I will care more about those pilots now yeah. than I cared about these pilots in this battle um, as a result. So, it's going to, so that's really, that's an amazing feat. And like, so, and there was a new ship that I'd never seen before that was so fucking cool. I don't know what it's called. But it's like it had like these. The, it just had like two wings on it on the on the side, oh, and they're kind of kind opened of, up. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Yeah, oh cool, my god! Man. I love that ship. Um, <laughs> I want one. And so and so the battle finishes, and, and the they plans... drop troops. I think this is the only time we've ever seen the rebellion drop troops in a battle. It feels yeah, like okay. it felt really realistic in that way too. Like when the reinforcements came and they actually had a drop ship and they like drop people on the ground, like boots on the ground. Like it, and again, like the and the fact that there's a around. shield and the ships crash into the shield. I swear that I remember in Return of the Jedi watching ships crash into the shield around the Death Star. You did. It, it happens. Yep. It, but it doesn't happen in the movie. What? It never happens. It never happened in A New Hope. Uh, never happens in New Hope, but there is no shield in New Hope. But in Return or of the Jedi, Return because, of the Jedi, when they have the shield, nope, they pull up and they never hit the shields. Are you sure? I'm sure. It You're never happens. Absolutely, positively sure. Absolutely. That's not even a word. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, I'm okay. a little tired. Gonna, I, tired I, I will watch that again. I guess then, because um, I feel but like I it, remember, it, it felt here, like it had happened before. And this is the realization that so finally at the end, there's an upload of the plans. The plans go from person to person, and then. Leia. No, something happens first. <laughs> what happens first? Darth fucking <laughs> Vader. Oh, did that happen? No, I want to be clear. I didn't realize that Darth's middle name was fucking. It is. It absolutely is. It turns is. out that Darth's turns middle, out name, that is his middle name is fucking. Yep. He's Darth fucking, fucking Vader. Vader. Yeah. Holy Don't you know who I am? 
Holy shit. I'm motherfucking Darth Vader, bitch. Like, I, absolutely. That scene could have been twice as long for me. Um, oh, I, I believe that. Like, you would have happily watched him mow through. It was a horror movie. Full of motherfuckers, I'm sure. Because you know what? We've been told forever what a badass this guy was. And he's Hayden Christensen. Then he chokes a dude in a new hope. And then he kind of mopes about Luke for two movies. This is. This is the first. This, this felt like, like when you. This felt like when you play him in the game, honestly. Yeah. Like that sequence occurs to me as very much being inspired by by the game and because the way they shot you, it and the way they cut it and the way yep. they were trapped behind the door and the yep. way he's just picking people up and throwing just picking them up throwing them into other people yeah blast like deflecting blaster fire throwing it's, other guys force pushes pulling the guns away from them like all of it like like and 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 they're just toys to him like they're and, just and in a movie that has had no them. fucking jedi shit for them to give you this, this the level end, like, of Jedi shit, like right at the end, it's, it's like yeah, it's, it's like they're it's, hey, listen, we we know it's a Star Wars movie, and some of you may have come in thinking you're getting some Jedi shit, and we're sorry we weren't able to give it give it to you, but here, <laughs> right? It <laughs> I mean, was like I mean, this is this is crap. this is the this is the two minute shopping spree of Jedi shit. It was you're just and it, and running it was around meant- the fucking store, going, I want it, I want it, I want it, it's- and he's so scary in it. Like he is terrifying. So I mean, good. the way that they do, uh, seriously, like it's it's absolutely from the video game. The way, like you said, the way it's shot, the way it's scripted, all of it. Because what in happens? The best is, way, by the way, not in a bad way. Trapped, in the best they way. They can't open this door. They all stop because they hear this creaking coming from the dark hallway behind them. And then he's lit by his and fucking then, lightsaber. Yes, you just see the lightsaber, the red, the slow opening of this red lightsaber that, like and like this it is terrifying like yeah i know it's great it's a horrifying moment like that you're just like oh yeah and i will say this i never imagined that i'd get darth vader again not like that and i've been getting him in rebels and he's never seen darth vader like it's it's a level of badassery that uh, a a level of scare that we've never had because by the time we see him do epic things in uh in the last um before uh i guess episode five six episode yeah. six um before we see him like we've gotten to know him and we already know he's a scary and he's a big bad yeah in this he's he's pretty he's pretty great in rebels too but that's a tv show this is well i've not seen that though so like but, and, and yeah this was absolutely a moment and that's what it was so great about it like i said they like he's a late reveal when he's revealed, it's clear that if he's I had, if, if I had told you if I had told you two years ago that you were going to get the best Vader you ever got in this in, film, yeah, in in one of these Disney movies, I know, I, yeah. I would it would be odd. I wouldn't yeah. have expected it. It's so. Great. I mean, I wouldn't have expected such a dark movie from Disney, frankly. Like, good for them. Like this. Like I said, I think it needed to be as dark as it was. I think it very much is not the fun, kid friendly ride that that uh, you know, Force Awakens was. Or that your traditional Star Wars movie is, but I, I don't think it I don't think it would have worked had it been. I don't think that makes sense for what it was doing. The so story we, uh, is happening. We end up the the plans go from hands to hands to hands to hands, finally given to uh to an oddly. They finally generated... outrun Vader lar- long enough. <laughs> yeah. It gets it gets to Leia. Um it was be- she's better than she's better than uh than Moff Tarkin. I'll give it I'll give her that. 
And I wonder if maybe they like got her daughter to, because I know her daughter looks a lot like her. Um, so I wonder if they got her daughter to like be there and then they just kind of adjusted the way we said. It's certainly a lot better than Tarkin. But as cool as the moment is, and everybody in my theater cheered, um, I do wonder if creating the computer-generated humans was they're just not there enough and it took you out of the film a little. Um, how did you feel? Um, I Seeing her was worth it. I think yeah. if they had tried to show us more of her, like they did with him, it would have been a distraction. She says one did it, line. Did, did it she feel turns pain? around, and the thing is, it's not until she speaks that the CGism is so readily apparent. Like you can be fooled when she's not speaking. Did it feel? Did it feel tacked on? No. Or were you like? No, it like, felt like that was what they. This was always what. That's what I'm saying. Like it felt like this was the moment that this whole movie was building to. Yeah. This was the hope that we were fighting for this whole film. The new this hope. is the happy ending. Yeah. And that's that. what it felt like to me. Like it was it felt like the happy ending the the the, the happy ending I was going to get. Right? Like this everything is in the shit. The rebellion is fucked. We're actually going to disband. They've built this death star. We're fucked. There's no way to fight. It's all over. And then these people all give their lives to get these plans out to give them a shot to okay, give the rebellion so, hope day and, the day of rogue one i got to know as we're wrapping this up <laughs> where do you place it among all the star wars films what's your ranking if we know that the trilogy that the that the prequel trilogy and I'll give you my my full ranking of all of them but if you know the prequel trilogy For me the it, prequel trilogy yeah, is not as good as is the bottom it's, it's the is, is at the bottom bottom 3 and you can argue about which is worse than the other you know probably you know I'll say I what I like think I feel like for me like the way that this goes uh, it, it, I mean I feel like my ranking has always been the originals and then the force awakens and then somewhere in there the fucking crap ass craptastic uh, prequels. I I think this I think this at, at least at the moment I, I do think it it beats, um, Force Awakens. What about Return of the Jedi? Um, no, no, because I get my happy ending. Cool, but it but it but because of it, like I like, and that's what's that's why it's what it's hard to rake. But because because this film now exists and because it's so good, it is absolutely going to magnify the awesomeness of the original movies, all of them. Like, if we see that this dark place is where we start from. Yeah, it, and it improves then, the and movies then we around get it, which is fine. More and more hopeful, and then they are triumphant by the end of Return of the Jedi. It's... Yeah, this is definitely part of that trilogy. So it's beautiful. If, it's if, I were to rank, if I were to rank them from worst to best... Uh, episode two, episode one, Return of the Jedi. I'm sorry. Episode two, episode one. I'd like Return to submit, of... you're just fucking wrong. Go ahead. Fine. Episode two, episode one, Return of the Jedi. Uh, probably there, I'm going to say Rogue One. So you liked Force Awakens better still. I but I've seen Force Awakens like ten times, so this might change. So this is you know yeah. That, I mean the thing is, I mean and and the, and the the reason I will say is because unlike the Force Awakens, like this movie has a the reason it's so I think it it has more weight 
is because it affects all of the movies that I loved first in such a dramatically good way. And it's a story we'd never seen before. And so, The yeah, Force so I- Awakens is absolutely a new hope on steroids. And I love it. It's a great new hope on steroids with a chicken lead. But that's what it is. Like, it's not something we've never seen before. Yeah, I'm, I'm still, I'm still going to go... Two one. I'm and emo go, Kylo Ren, right? <laughs> I, I'm gonna go No, two one six Rogue One. Uh, two one six Rogue One. Uh, three Force Awakens. You're crazy four, pants. Five. You're three crazy Force Awakens, pants. Five. So anyway, that is our review of Star Trek. Uh, Star Trek. <laughs> I hope you're going to change your mind when 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 you I see might. it without the kids that didn't like it. I might. Um, no, they didn't I, like and, it at all. Um, you know they they loved it until the end, and I think that that you know I was with uh my son and and his best friend, and she started out like like real positive. No, but I like this, and this it's okay. I'm okay with it. And my my son was just like, I don't think I want to see this again. They killed everybody. I don't, why did I don't, I'm not even yeah. really happy it's, that you brought it, me to see hard. it. It's hard. That's when, like when you're sensitive, um, it hurt. Like, that's what I'm saying. Like your kid's going to fucking cry. Yeah. Um, uh, but, uh, again, he said, I don't know. But a teenager I think will be all right. Uh, and what I said is I said, you might be less affected after you've had time to sink in. It might hurt you again, but it can't shock you again. So why don't you live with it for a week or two? And cause I want to see it at the air and space. Cause that would be the place to see it. Oh, so geez. Is it there? Yeah. Or will be. I, I like. Oh fuck! I've got to find a way to afford to see it yeah. one more time at least. Um, um, <laughs> oh but, man! I have to make but, sure I bring a whole box of tissues though. <laughs> uh, but I, but I, but I, I told him. I said, you know, it, it might hurt you again. It might make you feel again, but it can't shock you again. That shock that it happened. Now you know what happens. So, so I said, you know, think about when Han died in The Force Awakens. When it happened, you wanted to walk out of the theater, and you're like, I don't want to watch this anymore. Um, yeah. You've now seen it a few times. It still affects you when it happens. Yeah, but, but it's it not everybody. You know what I mean? Like that. It's it's a lot to take at a young age. Oh, there's like, there's like, fucking nothing in this movie that touches the death of Han Solo. I'm sorry. <laughs> like I like I've told you, and I've I mentioned this. I know. Review. I know. <laughs> My wife had to turn to me and go, "Do you need to step out of the theater?" <laughs> like, cause I just sat there the whole time, going, ah, ah, like, well, after like, like his body was decomposing. No, I know, like, I know, I know. Like, ah, credits rolling. Ah, like, 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 not on. I kind of wish I'd been there for that because I've never seen you like that. Oh, and like, it was, it was. Yeah, I, I think mean, I would have, I would have been interested to see you like. That. Yeah, I think you would have laughed at me. It's okay. No, I anyway. wouldn't have. No, I wouldn't have. Not a chance. Thank you for joining for this. We're going to talk more about more uh, Star Trek. Some awesome stuff coming up. We're going to be talking about Christmas. Uh, we're going to be talking about uh, holidays and Star Trek. We're going to have an amazing discussion that we've already had, but we're going to p- be posting for you about like the the nature of faith of all things that we would talk about. It's an amazing show. Um, uh, we're going to have another show. We talk about uh, Harlan Ellison and his involvement in the city on the edge of forever. We're going to be uh, talking about a lot of us stuff about discovery and stuff about the new year coming up. There's so much good Trek off coming. That's already been recorded to say nothing of what's coming in uh, 2017. It's just uh, waiting for you to hear it it's yeah wait happen. till fucking discovery comes out because it's gonna be great but for it's gonna now, be nuts as we always say my name is justin and my name's alexia trek off trek off bitches heroes all <laughs> hey you know what makes us different than all those other podcasts you listen to we have a movie 
There's a movie of this podcast on Amazon Prime right now. Just go right now on Amazon Prime and go look. Check it out. Just search for it. There you go. There it is. Trek off. One word. Just search for Trek off on Amazon Prime or Amazon Instant Video if you want to rent it. If you don't have Amazon Prime as a subscription or if you want to buy the DVD, it's there on Amazon. But seriously, this podcast, you got all the way to the end. Now go watch us and give us reviews and tell the world, man, a podcast got me made into a movie, man. How cool is that? Go look it up and share it. Love you guys.